There is this morning a word from the Lord. As we continue this, what we have called a year-long series of messages from our theme for this year, which is Restore, Support, and Strengthen. God said to us at the beginning of this year that every message ties to this theme somehow. Amen. God is uh, consistently reminding us that this is the year uh, that he will restore support and strengthen us. For the last several weeks throughout this month of March, we have been looking at this theme from the perspective of faith. From the perspective of faith, the Bible says so emphatically that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so we have another message from the perspective of faith uh, as it relates to a time to restore support and strengthen. Our text this morning is found in the gospel that has been recorded by St. Mark chapter 12 and verses 41 through verse 44. We're reading from the Message Bible. We have, uh, we have chosen a different translation so perhaps you will get a different flavor for how the text uh, was given and written from the Message Bible. Listen to the words, listen to the reading of his holy word. Sitting across from the offering box, Jesus was observing how the crowd tossed money in for the collection. Many of the rich were making large contributions. One poor widow came up and put in two small coins. The text says a measly two cents. Jesus called his disciples over and said, the truth is that this poor widow gave more to the collection than all the others put together. Listen to this. All the others gave what they'll never miss. She gave extravagantly what she could not afford. She gave her all. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments, we want to speak to you from the subject and act of faith and act of faith. For the past two weeks, we've talked about faith as being one of the necessary ingredients 
being what we have called a necessary tool to help us usher in a season of restoration, to help to usher in, particularly during these most difficult times, a season of renewed strength. Faith is necessary. Without faith, we cannot please God. In fact, without faith, there will be no restoration. Without faith, there can be no renewed strength. And if we are going uh, to enjoy this season of restoration, it is important that we walk by faith, that we live by faith. On the first Sunday of this month, first Sunday of this month of March in the year 2021, we spoke to you from the subject, a risk of faith. And it was stated in that message, in that first Sunday message, that if we want the blessings we so desire, then we must be willing to take a risk of faith. We must be willing to walk towards that which is uncomfortable, knowing and trusting and believing that God will and always will make a way. Risk of faith is not only walking towards that which is unknown and uncomfortable, but it is pressing through, pressing over the obstacles that perhaps stand in our way. A risk of faith. And then on last week, last week we shared a message that was simply entitled A Declaration of Faith. Remember we said throughout this month, faith would be the focus. In fact, throughout the next several messages, faith is the focus. Last week was a declaration of faith. It was said that it is important not only to believe what God has promised us, but to also be willing to declare what we believe. Regardless of how things may appear, we must be willing to declare what we believe. Now in both messages, a risk of faith and a declaration of faith, we highlighted incredible women of faith. Each message we focus on a particular incredible unnamed woman of faith. First message, the focal point was on a woman that was simply known as a woman who had an issue. Throughout biblical scholarship, she is known as the woman with an issue of blood. How would you feel if all you're known by is 
the issues or the issues that you have gone through. Uh, did not know her name. Her name wasn't given. In fact, she had a name. If you read New Testament history, they suggest it's not in scripture, but it is suggested that her name was Veronica uh, throughout New Testament history. But the biblical authors did not identify her by her name. She was simply known as the woman with an issue of blood. And then the second message, second message, a declaration of faith. Another incredible woman of faith whose name was not given. She was known by where she was from. She was identified as the Shunammite woman, which means she was from the village or the town of Shunna. Uh, in other words, she's known by being from the other side of the track. Okay, She wasn't known because she was a woman of influence, wasn't known uh, because she was a great warrior like Deborah or a prestigious, glamorous queen like Esther, or even a woman of destiny like Ruth. She was known by where she was from, the Shunammite woman. Even the prophet said, isn't that that Shunammite woman? But yet she was a woman of faith. They both were incredible women of faith. And so as we transition to this third message of the month. Today's message we would like to talk about faith yet again from another perspective. Today God says let us look at faith as an act of faith. Remember message one was a risk of faith. Message two was a declaration of faith. And now the Lord says, look at it from an act of faith. Now perhaps, and here's what God says, there is no greater act of faith than, one, than when one chooses to give of their resources to the work of the Lord. Yes, today's message focus on how we give unto the Lord. And let me, let me say, this is not something that I preach about often. In fact, I went back to see when was the last time I even preached on finances or giving. And it's been two years or more since I actually had a sermon dealing with giving and finances. Because that, that's not my thing. That's not something uh, that, that I often talk about. Amen. I, I'm not one of those preachers that incorporates that in everything they do. But there comes a time in which God says all of us who are allegedly, supposedly faith walkers ought to be challenged as it relates to our finances. To make sure that our financial giving backs up our faith rhetoric. Oh, I, I feel like teaching someone this morning. Because there are a lot of people with great rhetoric. They can talk the talk, but can they walk the walk? And so today's message deals 
with an act of faith. Let us now, for the next few moments, turn to our text and examine what is perhaps one of the greatest examples in the Bible of a financial offering given as an act of faith. As I was putting this message together, I said earlier to the uh, 8 o'clock virtual audience um, that I realized that this was my first sermon from this text. And this year would be my 42nd year of preaching, my 25th year as a pastor. And, and I am one of those kind of, my wife will tell you, one of those kind of uh, organized uh, nuts who organize everything and saves everything. So I have every message I've ever preached. For 42 years, every sermon, thousands of them, that I've ever preached. And I wanted to make sure. I went back and looked again. Have I ever preached from this text? And I never have. It's a powerful text. It's a wonderful text. In fact, Mark chapter 12, as I began to study it, is an incredible chapter. Because it, it deals with Jesus in his element. Jesus teaches the disciples. He entertains the religious leaders and his critics. He actually puts up with their pettiness and began to entertain their questions. Questions uh, about should we give to Caesar? Questions about if a man's wife dies and he marries again, who will he meet in the resurrection? All kinds of things. Jesus deals with the question what is the greatest of all commandments? And throughout this chapter, uh, he interacts in such a profound way uh, to respond to uh, what is the greatest of all commandments. He tells them to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, with all of thy soul, which is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, which is love your neighbor as yourself. So he interacts with these religious leaders. But then the text takes an interesting turn. Uh, beginning in about the 35th or so verse, we began to see Jesus now shifts from entertaining their questions uh, to talking about their actions. And in today's text, we have a remarkable story. But before we get there, it is important to actually see what happens. Indulge me for a moment. Uh, verses 38 to verse 40 of this text. Reading from the Message Bible, Jesus, uh, having entertained all their questions, I told you about that. He talks about the resurrection. He talks about the greatest commandments. Uh, he speaks on should you uh, give unto Caesar what is Caesar. But then it transitions and it says, the Message Bible says, he continued teaching, watch out for these religion scholars, these religious scholars. <laughs> and so now he says, you know what, I put up with you guys for all of this time. Listen to what I have to say about you. Uh, they love to walk around in academic gowns. <laughs> uh, 
preening themselves, in other words, parading themselves, demonstrating in the radiance of public flattery. Doesn't that sound like 2021? Doesn't that sound like people in robes and garments and hats and all of the adornings that make them look significant? He, he says preening, parading, which means demonstrating their radiance of public flattery. They love public praise, basking ah, in the prominent positions, sitting at the head table at every, and I love the message Bible, it says church function. Uh, in other words, they kind of fight uh, to have some prominence. Uh, and it, at all the time, they are exploiting the weak and helpless. Uh, the longer their prayers, the worse they get. <laughs> and the church said, Amen. They pride themselves in praying these deep, long prayers, but the worse they get. But they'll pray for it, but they'll pay for it in the end. So Jesus sets himself up in this. He sets himself up for this. And so then this remarkable gospel narrative shifts into something else. Jesus entertains their questions. Jesus challenges them. And now he observes. Look at this. The text says, an incredible unnamed woman is what he observed in her faith. She is simply identified as a widow. Like the other two women in previous weeks, her name was not given. She is identified by her condition, which indicates that she lost her husband, who in all likelihood was her provider. Jesus notes this, a widow who had lost her husband, uh, who was her provider. The gospel narrative throughout uh, many uh, gospel uh, commentaries identifies this story as the story of the widow's might. The text says, listen to this incredible text. The text says one day Jesus was sitting with his disciples near the temple treasurer watching people deposit money into the offering receptacles. He was watching them, as the graphic we had at the beginning of this message, put money into the offering plates or receptacles. Jesus observed as many rich people came. And one translation says they threw their money in. It says they put their money in. And then he noticed many rich people came and they, with pride, uh, with ego all around, perhaps chest stuck out, writing the big check. And there's nothing wrong with that. And he says, that's fine. But they put it in with pride. But then uh, he noticed uh, the subject of this gospel narrative. 
an unnamed woman simply known as a widow who came in after the big ballers, after the VIPs, she came in and put in two small coins. The text says a measly two cents. Uh, the two smallest coin denomination you could give at that time. In fact, it does not even equal to two pennies today. She put this in. The King James calls this two mites from which we get the description of the widow's might. She puts in these two small coins. Now note, the rich came and thrust their money into the receptacles, gave their money with pride, and perhaps needed to have their name called. But here is this woman who comes in with a small, measly, quote, message Bible says, amount. After the widow gave her offering, Jesus calls his disciples to him and he shares this powerful, most profound observation. He says these words and I quote, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasurer than all the others. Look at what he says. They all gave out of their wealth. The, King, the New Living Translation says they gave out, the rich gave out of their surplus. Ah, they gave, the message Bible says, something they will never miss. But she, out of her poverty, she out of all she had put in everything, hyphenated all she had to live on. Now this is Jesus' observation. He says, I've listened to you all all day. Now I'm observing your character. I'm observing what you do. You ask me all of these deep religious questions. Uh, you go to the temple and you give to be seen. But I noticed something. Notice this poor woman. I, I, I noticed someone, Mother Jackson, like Mother Idella Thompson, who puts in all this little bit she had. And Jesus calls this to their attention. And now, for the next few moments, I want to I share something with you. There are three key powerful insights or observations uh, that we can gather from what Jesus said and his interaction as it relates to their offerings. And I think we all ought to somehow apply it to our lives. Remember I said this is a message this morning to challenge all of us. This is a pastoral message uh, for all of you wherever you are. Yes, you may be successful. Yes, you may have great careers. Yes, you may have the ability to stroke big checks. But Jesus says none of that matters if your heart isn't right. So look at what he says. Three key things that I think all of us ought to somehow take note of. Number one is this. This is so important. The Lord is aware 
of what we give. The pastor is not, but the Lord is. And this pastor particularly is not because I purposely don't look at people individual gifts as a whole because that's not what God has told me to do. Uh, but God is aware of what we give. Look at what the text says. Here's what the text says. The text says that Jesus observed how the crowd gave their offerings. The NIV translation says that Jesus watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasure. Can I tell you something? God is watching. May I say something? God knows. God is observing. And what is he observing? He's not observing the number of zeros that are on your check. He's not observing uh, how large your contributions are. He's observing your heart. He's observing what are you giving this out of? Because I'm here to let you know uh, that he knows how blessed we are. Some of you are blessed and you say it highly favored. But does your tithe back it up? You say you're blessed and highly favored. Let me tell you something. Allow me to tell you something. This, this hit me the other day because I was actually at the state capitol and someone stopped me and they wanted to share uh, some, some more religious talk and not politics. And they said to me, I want to talk to you as a pastor. This has been a good year for me. They said, "Woo." I wish every year was like 2020. And I said, what do you mean? They said, well, let me tell you something. First of all, I got to work from home. Second, I have not lost any income. And on top of that, I've received three stimulus checks throughout the year. Now, I know I'm talking about some of you. I know I'm talking about some because there are some people and I say this with all sensitivity and all humility. Some people, 2020 has been a bad year financially. Some people have suffered, but not all of you. Some of you have not lost one dime of income. Some of you have had the pleasure of waking up, working in your pajamas at home all day walking the dog and watching soap operas if you please and still got paid am i right about it pastor how do you know i can just go with bible ways employees and say thanks be to god they have not lost anything they've been blessed and on top of all of that some of you have received not one not two but three stimulus checks and the church said amen. And the last one was $1,400 per adult on top of what you got for your kids. This person at the state house had two kids. They said to me, Pastor Jackson, thank Joe Biden because I got $5,600 added to my bank account. And it wasn't given just to those who lost their jobs. 
And I say this with all sensitivity because I know some of you have businesses that have suffered, but not everybody. And why is that important? Because God knows. <laughs> look at somebody. I wish I want you to look at somebody. Just say God knows. God is aware and of the, he knows what you got. And if you want proof that folk have been blessed, go to Target. Go to Walmart. If you want proof, ask people with Amazon how many trips they're making up and down, dropping packages off on people's front door. I know my wife told me she went to Lowe's and Lowe's was like a big Christmas thing. Everybody remodeling your house, using all of that stimulus money to do that. I ain't mad at you. I wish I would have gotten it, okay? I'm not angry at you. Use it, spend it, but know where it came from. And know that if it had not been for the Lord, let me tell you, this is extra money that God blessed you with. In other words, Jesus says, I observe your giving. I see you shouting. I see you singing. I see you wearing badges and collars, and I see you doing everything that you pride yourself in doing. But does your giving reflect your passion for the Lord? May I preach this? Observation number one Jesus observed, Jesus watched. When you write that tithe or when you don't write it, Jesus watch. When you decide, I'm not giving a vision offering, Jesus says, and you got three stimulus checks, and you could burn the aisles of Target down, and you can't support the kingdom of God. Jesus watches. Jesus Observe. May I preach this? Second key observation, insight taken from this text is that Jesus said in the text that this widow gave more than anyone else that day. What do you mean? She only gave two measly cents, two mites. Although many of the rich people gave large contributions, they still had a lot more left over. Hmm. The text says they gave what they will never miss. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. While this widow gave what she could not afford the rich people catch this please don't miss this made a contribution she made a sacrifice every contribution is not a sacrifice her offering was an act of faith their offering perhaps were acts of pride. How do you know that, Pastor Jackson? Here's 
context. Here's the background of this story. There was no Department of Social Services. There was no Social Security. There was no 401k she could rely on. Her husband did not leave her a life insurance policy. But widows, listen to this. This is my first message from this text. Widows were given by the temple treasurer every week two mites to live on for that week. Now, two mites is not even the equivalent of two pennies. This was it. This was what you had to go buy your bread with for this week. This is what you had to go buy food in your house for a whole week. They would come to the temple and the temple treasurer would give the widows, particularly those Jewish women of faith, two mites. Here is your stipend. Here is your allotment for this week. Two mites. And then the offering was taken. And the rich people prided themselves on I'm dropping this big contribution in the offering pan. And this poor widow woman, she goes and she takes what she had, all she had, and she drops it in the offering receptacle. Here it is, Lord. Have it all. Have it, not because it was required. Because here's what I also discovered and learned about a a widow's might. The Jewish people, the Jewish religious leaders of that day, Mac did not require them to even pay tithe on that. In other words, she wasn't obligated to give anything. But she took everything she had and she gave it to the work of the Lord and guess who noticed the Lord noticed it caught his attention the Lord noticed and the Lord said she gave more than all of them put together She literally gave everything. Her sacrifice was an act of faith. Her sacrifice was, Lord, I'm trusting you. I told the story this morning. My wife and I, Friday night, uh, was out and we went by one of our staff members' house and, and we picked up something, and she said, uh, Sister Wanda said, uh, hold on, Pastor Jackson. I want to share with you, a member dropped their tithe by my house, as he often does on Fridays. And so I, I don't, I told you, I'm not the one to look at who the tithers and the givers are, because I don't want to be prejudiced when I preach. Because some of you, I'd be pure mad at you if I did. And I don't want to be prejudiced. Uh, But because she put it in my hand and had his name on the envelope, I could not help but see this person's name. And I stopped and turned to my wife. 
And I says, baby, do you realize he doesn't have a job? He lost his job in 2020. He doesn't have a regular job with income coming in. And I was talking uh, to Wanda again, and she said, he stopped by and he says, I'm going to give out of my stimulus. I'm going to give because God has been good to me. And God says, that confirms what I assigned you to preach about on Sunday. Because I was a little apprehensive. As you know, I don't like preaching about finances. And God says, you've got to tell the story, Daryl. Here is somebody who's lost their job. And, 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 and they made sure they had their tithe in. Sealed envelope. I don't know how much was in it. Uh, but it says, here it is. Uh, Sister Wanda, when you go to church, take my offering. And Wanda said, I'm out of town. So can you bring this by the church on Sunday? And tears were in my face. And I said, Lord, I thank you. Because ministry has never been built on the peacock flamboyant show-off people who give sporadically to show off. But thank God for the people like this brother. Thank God for one of our original 13 members by the name of Idala Thompson who lived on a street called Sugar Hill in a town called Arthurtown in Richland County. Mother Thompson, like this widow woman, husband died, and she had no other income. You've heard me tell the story. It is one of the greatest stories that my dad has ever told. And every morning she decided that she would open a little store that sold goods to those who lived in the area. And she had a jar on her counter and every morning the first dime she takes in she puts it in the jar and she says this is for the house and the work of the Lord and at the end of the month she would bring this jar to my dad full of dimes this old lady arthritis eating up her body could barely move needed somebody to pick her up just the driver of the church didn't own a car but she would bring this jar in her arms and she would say pastor jackson here's my contribution and dad would tell the story of how he would say mother you don't have to do this hold your money use it for yourself you've got no family you've got nobody to help you take care of yourself. And Mother Thompson said to him, she, she said, listen, young man, my daddy was a young pastor, don't rob me for my blessings. She said, God has been good to me. I don't have as much as anybody else. I live in a little house on Sugar Hill Lane in Arthurtown, but God is still good to me. And she gave what she had. And here's what I realized. God said, her offering was an act of faith. She gave because she invested in the ministry. She gave because she knew that one day God would bless that little storefront church to do even more to transform a community. No degree, no pedigree, no split-level house, 
No two-car garage. No car for a garage. But she had the faith to trust that God would make a way somehow. She gave as an act of faith. Mother Thompson, that brother who gave that offering Friday, these were sacrifices. They gave not out of their abundance. They gave not because they could spare a few dollars or a handful of dimes. But they gave because of their commitment to the Lord. When we die and stand before God, we have to face people like that. God's going to say to us, I bless you with two jobs. I bless you with an abundance. And I just want to know what have you done to the kingdom. And you're going to have to look at a Idella Thompson with no husband, no family, no income. But trust her resources to the Lord. And here's the third and the final key observation. Third and the final key observation. This is my input. The third observation is this. There is a special reward for those who give as an act of faith. Let me remind you of two wonderful scriptures One in the Old and the other in the New Testament that God shared as we conclude this message. Malachi 3 and 10, the Message Bible says this, bring your full tithe uh, to the temple treasurer so that there will be ample provisions in my temple. Test me in this. And see if I don't open up heaven itself to you. Pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. The King James says, open the windows of heaven. Pour you out blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. Everything the church needs is in the church. Deacon Marlin, the church shouldn't ever have to borrow another dime. Because God God has blessed the people in the church if they did their part to do everything that's needed. Just your part. Only what God has asked you to do. And God says, when you do it, I'll open the floodgates of heaven. I'll open the windows of heaven. And I will pour you out blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. And here's the final point, final scripture, Luke 6 and 38, the NIV translation says it this way, give and it will be given to you, (laughs) a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and Mother Lumpkin running over. Will it be poured into your lap? (laughs) For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. God says it's not in vain. I wish I could see Mother Thompson. 
You know what I would tell them, Mac? I would say, Mother, we're here today because of all of those dimes that you deposit into this ministry. And now some 50 years later, that ministry that started in your community in Arthurtown, known as the Bible Way Church of Arthurtown, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done because of their act of faith, because of not only Mother Thompson, but the Englishes who mortgaged their house and the Lords who sacrificed everything and Mother Josephine Anderson and her family who work until they dropped selling dinners so that the work of God could go on. Look what God has done. And indulge me for a moment. Please take this in the spirit in which I'm sharing it. I'm not bragging, but every now and then you need to testify. And here it is, Mother Thompson, in 2021. Bible Way sits on 130 plus acre campus. Everything from Bluff Road all the way down, it now belongs to Bible Way. 12 buildings on this campus, all of them are paid for. Ooh. Three sanctuaries. <laughs> Family Life Center with an indoor walking track. <laughs> Women's Center. Teenage Pregnancy Center. Senior Citizen Building exclusively used by them. Ooh. An office with youth development. A print shop. Uh, a dream center. 130 acres of land. I would say to Mother Adela Thompson, thank you for your dying. Thank you for your, quote, measly amount. And now, and I checked this morning with our former chief financial officer, and she informed me that Darrell, I said, what is everything worth? And she says, we are insured for over $25 million. And I could not help but give God a praise. And I lifted my hands this morning and said, Bishop, this is for you. Mother Thompson, Mother English, Deacon English, this is for you. Mother Lord, Elder Lord, Mother Anderson, others, Mother Rosalie Napper, Mother Mary Winston, this is for you. All of you who trust God so much as an act of faith. And then God said, challenge your generation, Darrell. Challenge the, another, the future generation to do the same. To leave it better than what they inherited. So my question to you as we prepare to end this message is that is your giving in vain? Are you giving as an act of faith? And if you are, here's what God has promised. God says, I will enlarge your territory. I will bring increase to you and your families. I will allow your going ins and your coming outs to be blessed. Ooh, 
and I will open the floodgates of heaven, pour you out blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. That is the message on this third Sunday of March in the year 2021. Is your giving an act of faith? And if it has not been, it's never too late. It is never too late to do the right thing. As we close this message, perhaps the reason why you aren't there is because you don't have that relationship with God. The one thing that was the common denominator in all of the examples I gave was that they had a relationship with God. Mother Thompson may have been poor and broke and her body may have been feeble, but she knew God <laughs> and she walked with God. You can't trust your resources to God if you don't have faith in God. You can't have faith in God if you don't know God. But when you do, God will bless you in a special way. Donna Lawrence and the Tri-City Singers wrote this powerful song simply called Bless Me. It's called The Prayer of Jabez. And the lyric says, Bless me, bless me, O Lord. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. O Lord, bless me, bless me indeed. I pray for increase. Oh Lord, bless me. I pray for increase. Keep your hand upon me that no evil cannot harm me. Sunshine and rain, sickness and pain. God, I humbly come to you. Enlarge my territory. When you trust God, God will reward you. God will do for you that only God can do. Let me tell you, people says, I can't afford to be a tither. You can't afford not to. Amen. This woman, she gave all she had, not because there was a line that called her name, not because the temple published her name. They didn't even give her name but because she loved the Lord her God and she trusts her resources with God. Come on right now, listen. God, oh Lord, bless me.
increase. Come on, tell them. Somebody say increase. Oh Lord. Lord bless me. if you're in a position to do so. If you can't, you can just put your hands over your heart. Amen. This is a challenging message. And it was not intended perhaps to make you shout, jump up and down, but to have you challenge your own relationship of where you are with God. Do you give and don't miss it? And just give out of habit? Or did you give because of your relationship with God? An act of faith, it means that, God, I give to you, and and I don't even know how things are going to turn out. I don't know what's going to happen. Listen, Mother Adela Thompson died, and nobody wrote about her in the state newspaper. They don't even know her. She was an unknown woman of faith. When she died, no one introduced a resolution in her honor at the state house. But I'm convinced of this. Uh, Whenever she meets the Lord, the Lord will say to her, I believe this, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things, and now I'll make you Lord over many. An act of faith 
is reflected not just by what we can declare or the risks we may take, but by what we give. Let me ask this question. Does your checkbook, does your bank account reflect your faith? Ooh. At the end of the year, when you add it up, <laughs> have you paid more for shoes and ties and dresses and jewelry than you have for the kingdom of God? That's on you. That, look, I, I'm, I'm not despising those things because God says, I'll give you that and even more. But I will not do it at the expense of robbing God. Uh, when you take care of God, God will take care of you. Ooh. Close those eyes right now. If you need that relationship with God, call that number right now. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We thank you for I have fulfilled my assignment for this day as it relates to this message. I've done what you've asked me to do. I've challenged us all. Uh, to examine our giving and to see if it has been acts of faith. I thank you, Lord, for those who every week give not to have their names called, but because they love you. Ooh. And I thank you for the foundation of this ministry. I thank you for 58 years ago, 13 people with little of nothing started out in a borrowed building on the side of Bluff Road and now Lord 25 million dollars plus worth of value 130 acres 12 buildings all paid for employing at one time over 100 people <laughs> because of you and because of the acts of faith of those who've gone before us we are standing on the shoulders of Mother Idella Thompson, Mother Sarah Akers, Mazalee Lloyd, uh, Mother English, Deacon English of the Lord, Bishop and Mother Jackson of the Betty King, Rav King. We are standing on the shoulders of the Evelyn Davis. We are standing on the shoulders of the Josephine Andersons. And I say thank you, Lord. Help us, help us to inherit their spirits so that our spirits would be like their spirits and that everything we do would not be for pride or for flamboyancy, but because of out of our relationship with you. Someone somewhere right now needs a relationship with you. Help them to see that they could never respond with acts of faith if they don't know who you are. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, bless us quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That no evil
everybody lift your hands and tell the Lord. I want you to do upstairs is put the vision logo over there. I don't need to say anything else. I've said it all. I've said it all. This is between you and God. $7 a week is about $364 a year. I remind you of what you just got in the mail. Unexpectedly. On top of everything else you've had this year. And ask yourself the question, will this be an act of faith? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you have done and that you will do. Join us on Tuesday. Join us next Sunday for an incredible Women's Day at Bible Way. Amen. We thank God for what God is doing. As you lift those hands, now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us all, now, tomorrow, and forevermore. It's in your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody, wherever you are, say amen. Come on, take us out, worship team. Tell them, yes, amen. God bless you. thank everyone for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.